In developing this winning mentality, I must be fearless. These guys, you know them. Let me read Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. Say, I have come down to deliver them. Uh, listen, I have come down to deliver them. Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. Now, that's back up to Moses. I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and a large land. To a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Evites and the Jebusites and uh, not Jebusites, Jebusites, all right. <laughs> Praise God. Because some of you are thinking, Pastor, you are one of them. No, it's not Jebusite, it's Jebusites, all right. And God promised, look at that. He said, I have come to do this. You see, God, God gave the entire picture and the entire movie from the beginning. Anybody has dreamt about something before? Uh, look at some third person. Your dreams are not random. Uh, let me tell you too. Let me tell you something. As Christians, our dreams are never random, but they're sometimes too big for you to comprehend. So you will call it fantasy because it's too big. It doesn't make sense. Uh, uh, for instance, if you <laughs> just had the dream that you um, own hundred properties and you're looking at your age and where you are, you know you're not going to think about, no, that's not me. That's just, wow. You just wake up from the sleep and you just cancel it. Look at some Terry person. Your dreams are not random. <laughs> the ideas that God is bringing to you is not a random idea. But when it becomes too big for us to contain, you see, we will find a way to excuse it because we cannot handle it. So God from the beginning already told these people, I will do all of this to you. I will take you to a land flowing with milk and honey. I will do this. I know you have dreams. But I'm speaking to a few people in this audience today. Uh, people who are already on the verge of something powerful. People who are spending times and years praying and waiting on God. I'm talking about people who have believed God for not one year or two years. You have prayed about it, trusted God and fasted. You have done all of that and you are now on the verge of a crossover. And the devil comes in again with fear. The children of Israel, after, done, after doing all of this, after all of this, they believed and followed God and many of them died in the wilderness. And after all of this walk with God, now they got to the verge of the miracle. And they had access to all the abundance. They had access to it. And God tell to them, through the man of God, he says, send in spies. To go and see Numbers 13 now. Send in spies to go and see what is happening there. You know the story very well. And the people went to the land. And they saw grapes and beautiful fruits that they had to carry. Wow. They saw the abundance of the land. Let me tell you something. God does not tantalize us and leave us like that. 
God doesn't introduce you to something and take it away from you. You see, God doesn't take, give you a good job and then take you lower after that. You see, God doesn't lift us up and drop us. God, the Bible says, upon the increase of his government, there shall be no end in our lives. God doesn't do something for you today and is already prepared to do less tomorrow. No, it's not going to happen. If you can taste it from the Lord, you can have it. Uh, yes, if it can be given to you, it means he really wants to give it to you. So these guys, they went into this place and went to Canaan and they got all the fruits. They got all of that. Beautiful. Oh my God. And they said, the land that we have gone to is a beautiful land. Everything is a beautiful land. Everything is beautiful. Look at the crops. Look at the grapes. Wow. And then they said, nevertheless, 28, the people who dwell in the land are strong. Let me read from 27 so that you can get this. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows. Everybody say truly. He said, it truly flows with milk and honey. And this is his fruit. What else do you want? It truly flows with milk and honey. These are his fruits. It truly flows with milk and honey. These are his fruits. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong as if God didn't know. The people who dwell in the land are strong. See, you see, you see fear will make you give God the information. Yeah, God, no, ah, no, did you not see? No, fear will suddenly make you think that God doesn't know what he's doing. He hasn't seen it. He's not omnipotent. So they are now giving him information now. He said, the city is, <laughs> he said, the land is a strong land. God didn't know that. <laughs> the cities are fortified and very large. God didn't know that. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anakte. Which one of these would have been news for God? Ah, no. In this my office, I can't even think about promotion. My manager doesn't like me. God knew your manager before you got there. God knew the guy before he was born. And knew that he would be a wicked manager. <laughs> so, which one of them is news? Oh, I'm the only person of color in this office. It's, you are in England. It's not even news to me how much God. <laughs> it's not even news to your friend. It's, but it's news to you. It's not the news. It's not news. But it came to God when fear sets in. We begin to gather information, like we heard from Pastor. Ayer. We begin to gather information and begin to re represent, represent information to God as if you know what this is my justification for being where I am. Because once you are full of fear, you will always have excuses. Fearful people are full of excuses. They will justify it. I'm telling you, they've got all the information in the world. They can tell you A to Z why they're failures. They can tell you A to Z why they won't pass that course. They will tell you A to Z why they won't be promoted. They know they have the information that justifies and underscores their failures. That's not God. That's not God. They continue, the Amalekites dwell in the land. So, God doesn't know people who are living there. 
the Hittites, the Jebusites. No, did God not tell them? Do, do, you know, I read the Exodus intentionally. God told them, I am taking you to the land of these people. They now came back to give God news. In the land, there were Jebusites and Amorites. And when he was taking them out of Egypt, he told them he was taking them there. Now they came back with news. To tell him what he told them over 40 years earlier. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession. For we are well able to overcome it. Uh, can I say something here? When you are fearless, you stand as if you are a God to this situation. You, you, you see, if you are not careful, you might even call this arrogance because these guys didn't say by the help of God. They didn't say it here. Uh, don't worry, for, during the, the month you will get this. It, 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 they didn't say that because they already knew they were coming with the strength of God. When we jump into Numbers 14, you would see what God said about them. That God said they had a different spirit. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. That's why you told us, David ran to battle. Why Goliath was trying to gather himself and do all of that? David ran to battle. That's why I said, you have to be ruthless. If you wait too long, you're going to be swallowed up. Sometimes you don't have time to make decisions. When God has told you, go, you process it, you will not go. Except you go at the time that he told you. One of my examples that I used to tell us is uh, when we wanted to buy this property, you know, the one on the other side. And I asked Brother we were outside together and immediately 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 as the lady told me the house is for sale uh, they were still in it they were still in it it was not on the market immediately she said it was on sale but without any thought or thinking brother was with me you can ask him with immediate effect i told her we want to buy it with immediate effect, I cancelled a project that we've been doing for almost three years, trying to build in the middle. On the spot, under one second. Cancel three years project, make another proposition, and then I now did one that sounds dead foolish. And I now told her, tell your ND we are paying cash. All of that were done under a few seconds. Let me tell you the truth. I know myself more than you know me. If I had gone home, you don't know me, I can calculate. If I had gone home with pen and paper, anybody like me, <laughs> if I had gone home with pen and paper, everything would have been calculated, proven and justified that it is a foolish decision. Anybody like me? Confess, confess. We are many like that. But I'm telling you, when you walk with God, when you walk with God, there will come a time when you overprocess things and where analysis can lead to paralysis. And you analyze so much more, you become weak and tired. You analyze so much, you lose all your impetus. You analyze so much, there is no power to even take the next step and you feel justified. Reason is a whore. It will leave you spent but not satisfied. If you want to find reason for all things before you move, you will keep on finding. You will still need to find 
more. After Caleb said to them, we are able to do it, man of God, the people answered him again. But the man that had gone up with him said, what are you saying? We told you we can't do something. We say, you say we can do it. We cannot. <laughs> they have said their own. Because when you walk with fearful people, they want to translate it to you. When you walk with fearful people, if you give them your ideas, they will say it's too lofty and big. You are arrogant. You are ambitious. When you walk with fearful people, when you present your ideas, they are, they are, they are, they are mad at you. They are thinking, what does he think he is? Who does he think he is? Why is he thinking he can do that? Why? But exactly what happened to David. David was asking a question. He said, what shall be done to the man that will bring down Goliath? What is the gift? Amen. Rewards are fantastic. David was looking for a beautiful wife at that age. I don't even know what he was looking for. <laughs> you know, but he was interested. And he said, what will be done? He said, the daughter of the king, he said, I mean. His brothers look at him and say, you wicked boy, you are here again. Envy. You are here again. They said, we know the insolence of your heart. Mischievous, cheeky idiot. What have you done to all of those sheep in the desert? You are here. You want to win battle. You want to win battle. You want to win battle. Learn, if you want to be a winner, turn your back to losers. I'm not saying don't do things with them. But you must know how to draw the line so that they don't drag you down. He that is stand takes it less a fall. If you tell somebody your vision and they tell you it will never happen. If you stay too long with them, you will believe them. So David turned his back on them. And he said, hey, bros, please, can you confirm the story? They said there is a woman coming, a wife, that will happen after they bring down this girl. The guy said, as you have been told, so exactly it is. David said, where is the king? completely nullified and shut down every distraction from his own blood brothers. If you want to have a winning mindset, it's between you and God. And many of us are meddling with people who are not stakeholders instead of gaining access to the king. Even if his brothers had approved his desires, they still won't help him to fulfill it. You're wasting your time fighting over people who can move you forward instead of you facing the king. But in this case, not King Saul, but the king of kings. I'll end on this. If you want to have a mini mentality, I want you to pray. There's this prayer. I want to share this with you. When God sent these people to go and gather information. He didn't ask them to gather the information to make a decision on whether to go or not. This is very deep. God didn't send them there to go and find out whether they should go or not. They went there to collect information so that they will know how to be strategic to take over. You see, here now comes that 
Uh, should we do a little bit of project management? It, it, you must have the brief before you talk about strategies and implementations and planning. But the mistake that the people did was this. The, the, the brief was divine. Oh my God. The brief was settled by God. The brief was a done deal. All that God was interested was for them to understand the terrain, the topography, the military fortress, everything on the land, so that they'll be able to become strategic, of course, by the instructions of God, to take over the land. But they got carried away. Let me tell you something. There will be informations that you will get. It's not for you to decide whether God wants to bless you or not. It's to know how to ascertain your blessing. There will be information. There will be things that will happen. You will see Anakites. You will see Goliaths. You will see people who don't like your face. You will see things that won't work. You will see challenges and obstacles and valleys and mountains and serpents and scorpions. You will see all of those things. But all of that shouldn't determine. In fact, must not determine whether you are going to forge ahead or not. Only informs you how to be strategic to take over. They are two separate things. Are you following me? So, this wasn't just another spine. This was more. If it wasn't God that sent them, you can spy the land and think, oh, no, wait a minute, these guys are bad. <laughs> Let's stay at home. It makes sense. But we're not talking about you. We're talking about God. Talk to your neighbor. Tell the person, has God ever spoken? Tell the person, I know he has. Tell the person, he's speaking to you right now. (laughs) They were not sent to collate data for them to make a decision. Whether to go in or out, they were supposed to to collate the data to help in their possession of the land. The possession was done by God. Fear. We're going to continue there next week. Fear stopped these people. They started interpreting data. Don't worry, we're going to go into that more in details. They started interpreting data in a different ways. They saw themselves bad. Ordinary me. What, what can I even do? It's only me. Now, that's not humility. It's stupidity. It's only me. Hey, hey, what can I do? Since I was born, I've never done anything serious. Evil. That's not God. That's evil. That's not humility. In fact, it's arrogance. I'll prove it to you why it's arrogance. Because you're thinking too much of you. Self. It's just me. We are not talking about you. If God says, take over, you take over for God. Say, just me. I'm not even ambitious. We are not saying you should be ambitious. We are saying you should fulfill purpose. Say, it's not everybody that will be rich. You are not called to be poor. You see, those... All those things are the things that fear will be bringing to you. And they're very justifiable. It makes you look more spiritual. Jesus said there will always be poor amongst you. But he mentioned your name. <laughs> as one of them. Can you see what, what, what the devil does? He mentioned your name. Ask your neighbor, he mentioned your name. <laughs> no, he didn't. 
What Jesus was saying in his life is a choice. Some we give it, some we get it. 